Welcome to another episode of Civic Cipher as we broadcast from the Hip Hop Weekly Studios. I am your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. Um, I am Q Ward. That's important because people be reading my Instagram like I'm awkward. Um, I'm quirt. I am Q Ward. Write it down. That's who I am. People need to know. People need to know. And you're tuned in to Civic Cipher. Indeed, you are. Uh, A lot to stick around for today because there's a lot going on in the world. Um, I'm going to tell a story. about something that happened to me recently. You know, a lot of times folks think on this show that we kind of ride above the, the sort of racism and the, the prejudice that we report on because Wait, of our platform. Why on earth Because would our, anyone assume that part? We're going to let them know that it happens to us. I had an incident happen with me uh, just the other day, so I'll tell you all about it. Also, we're gonna talk about this strange thing that's happening in the country where people are getting to decide who gets to live and who gets to die based on what they're afraid of in that moment um, or what they hate in that moment yeah that's you know i don't that's, like to give fear as a yep that's as a scapegoat you're not wrong you're not wrong q but of course people often hide behind fear so we're going to talk about indeed the many high profile incidents of people who have lost their lives because somebody thought was their right to take a life. Oftentimes the victims end up being black and the perpetrators are not black. Uh, and then we're going to discuss the racist origins of the no trespassing sign, among other things. So first and foremost, like we always do at this time, we're going to start with some ebony excellence. Um, you want to take this one, Q, or should I? Nope. All right, then I'll take this one. Today's ebony excellence is sponsored by Major Threads, and we're going to shout out Zayla avant-garde she was born in 2007 in harvey louisiana by age 13 avant-garde got her first world record for the most bounces in one minute with three basketballs i've seen the video she's bouncing three basketballs and it's kind of like a juggling pattern it's really dope so she's got the guinness world record for that her second world record is for the most bounce juggles in one minute with four basketballs and as if that weren't enough her third world record was for the most basketball dribbled by one person simultaneously. And she also is a talented unicycle rider. And in 2018, she was featured in an Under Armour commercial with NBA star Steph Curry and has performed with basketball legends, the Harlem Globetrotters. Now, that would be enough for any measure of ebony excellence, but we're gonna take it a step further. This is somebody we didn't get to talk about on the show. And so we're happy that we get to do it today. I'll tell the story. On July 8th, 2021, she became the first African-American to win the Scripps National Spelling Bee in the 96-year history of the event. The win came with a trophy and over $50,000 in cash and prizes. Avant-Garde won the championship with the word Mariah. Mariah. Never heard this word before, but uh, it was defined as a type of tropical plant. Um, and the only previous black person to win the spelling bee was a 12-year-old Jody Ann Maxwell of Jamaica in 98. Um, so she was a Jamaican, not an African-American. But uh, back to Avant-Garde, when she grows up, 
She wants to be an archaeologist, a WNBA player, and to work with NASA. So shout out to you. Sounds like she's on her way to doing all three. All of it. All right, moving on. So as I mentioned, I had a run-in with the fuzz the other day. And for folks that don't have, for folks that don't walk the path of a, of a black person or a, or a brown person or a marginalized person, you might not be able to really understand what discrimination looks like and how insulting and how, how um, dehumanizing it can be. You might not walk around with a certain uh, fear. Fear might be too strong a word, but a constant companion will call concern for yourself relative to your surroundings. You might not carry that with you the way that someone like me, someone like Q would carry it with us. Um, so I will give you some insight into something that happened. Um, this was probably six days ago as of this uh, episode. Now, let me back up a bit. A few weeks ago, I went and bought some little BMX bikes. Right? My little boy is big enough to ride a bike now. Um, and so we've been enjoying our neighborhood, riding bikes around. And I bought two of them. So I have a BMX bike too. Now, I'm an adult man. My son is eight years old. But I used to ride BMX bikes when I was younger. That's the bike I'm comfortable riding. And that's the one I got. We got some GTs for, for those of you familiar with um, those old school bikes. And we got the good ones because we're doing a little better, a little bit better these days than we were back in the 90s when we had to ride them Huffies. So really exciting time uh, riding around the neighborhood with my son, just kind of enjoying just time together. He asks us questions. We ride around, listen to music and just enjoy the weather and enjoy each other's company. Um, and we share, we have more than just the two bikes. So we'll share, we'll have other people come over and ride bikes with us from time to time as well. Well, um, there is a neighborhood near my house where uh, I'm looking to make a purchase. I've been on tours in a couple of the homes um, and I have relationships with the 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 people in the community, of course, but also with the realtors, so forth and so on. Um, and this neighborhood is quite affluent. Uh, it it needs to be stated because I don't want to misrepresent what happened here. Uh, so the night of this incident, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and she and I decided that we would go for a bike ride. This is my new thing. I invite everybody to ride bikes. Q is probably the only person who hasn't jumped on a bike with me. But everybody else has got to get on these bikes and ride around this neighborhood, man. Um, now, I want to be clear. My neighborhood is different from this neighborhood we rode the bikes to, but it's close enough for a bike ride. So very close neighborhoods. Um, but I would say a, a, a definitive step up, step up in terms of how affluent the neighborhood is, right? I don't live in a bad neighborhood at all, but this neighborhood is just different. Okay. This neighborhood is called the Biltmore. 
those um, who are familiar with um, the the lay of the land here in, in Phoenix, but the Biltmore is kind of the this affluent neighborhood that I was talking about. I don't live very far from there, just down the street. So um, this night, my friend comes over and we're hanging out, we're talking, and we decide to go for a bike ride. Um, and it's night, you know, in Arizona, it's very hot in the daytime. So you, you want to wait until the sun goes down just because it's cooler. Um, I'm not getting dressed up to ride this bike. Um, no one would. We're not going to see anyone. We're not going to do anything, nothing like that. Um, we're just going to get on comfortable clothes and ride the bikes. And while riding, I suggested to my friend, hey, do you want to check out this house that I'm thinking of uh, purchasing? Just did a, a tour there the other day. And um, I'm, I'm thinking that this might come together. Uh, just waiting on you know, a couple of things to pan out and see what you know the sellers are trying to do. But you know, I'm absolutely uh, in talks for making this purchase. So she says, "Yeah, let's go check it out." So I want to paint a picture for an outsider looking in. Um, after I paint this picture of me, okay, me Ramses on a bike in a t-shirt and some shorts at night. A BMX bike, mind you, riding around the neighborhood in Arizona. So harmless, nothing to see here. Just a man enjoying a bike with a friend or by myself. But this, this evening I was with a friend. This friend was not black. Now to an outsider looking in, I know this. This is a part of that constant companion. I know that I probably look like a drug person or I'm on drugs or selling drugs or you know what I mean just doesn't look this isn't the sort of thing that people see and are entirely comfortable with right so I'm mindful of this I just, it's it's that constant companion I'm aware of that now it hasn't affected me but I'm aware it's it's impossible to be black and not be extremely self-aware I, and this is my estimation because I've, I've lived this life for 40 years. I know what it means to be black in this country. And something as simple as riding a bike, something as simple as existing in the wrong place at the wrong time would be a death sentence. This is what we cover on this show quite a bit. So I recognize that a bike looks youthful and youth and black and male often looks like trouble. And if I'm not dressed a certain way, I'm not wearing my Rolex, I'm not driving my Corvette or Mercedes or any of this sort of stuff. I'm just riding a bike. It looks very different to people who have been taught to fear uh, that combination of features manifest in one person. Okay? But I have something else on my side. And that is, I know the people in the neighborhood. Uh, a couple of them I'm business partners with, right? I'm in this neighborhood uh, four or five times a week, have been for some time, and feel very comfortable having established myself over time in this neighborhood. People come up to me and say, hey, nice car. I love your hair, uh, you know, whatever. And, you know, I, for those that know me, I'm like, I have a bunch of tattoos and all this sort of stuff. So these people I've managed to ingratiate myself, if you will, to these folks that live here. So I know who I am, but I also know that these folks, if they see me, there's nothing to fear. Right? They, they know who I am too. 
So there's nothing wrong with riding the bikes over there, checking out the house, just as a destination to enjoy the bike ride. And that's exactly what we do. The thing is, turning into the Biltmore, there is a police car there. And I clocked that police car immediately because that's what you do. But I also, in, in the amount of time that I've ingratiated myself with the folks that live there, I also know the police officers that are there during the daytime. Funny, I know, because this is Rams, this was always very critical of the police, but I've actually talked about both officers before, Suzanne and Daniel, kind people. Um, and I use them and another person, uh, uh, I don't want to say his name, but his last name, but Kevin, uh, who is a, uh, he's a, now a Queen Creek police officer. I use them to ensure that I'm being fair when describing how policing should be done and referencing the system of policing, not the individuals. Okay. So the two police that are there and during the daytime, I know them very well. In addition to the mailman and, you know, the people that, uh, do the caddies for the golf course as well for our non-black listeners that mental inventory that ramses is giving you right now the names of the police officers the mailman the relationships with the neighbors and the people that live in this neighborhood in this community that is normal for us the noticing of a police officer that's here that uh oh i don't know that one yep that is normal for us <laughs> Not just when you go to a neighborhood where you might buy a house, but if you're going to the gas station or to your kid's school or to the store or anywhere that's not home, every time you see a police car, there is a mental inventory, a snapshot, and kind of a checklist in your head. Is my seatbelt fast? Mm. Was I driving too fast? Mm. Did I signal when I got over? Did I come to a complete stop at that stop sign? Did I drive through that intersection while getting over? Like anything, because there's all these stuff that you don't know that you can be cited and pulled over for sure. that all of us do every day. I, I'll, I'll, I'll so it's just to the discretion of said officer if they feel like making your day hard that Thank day you. every day. Thank you. And for us, as normal, it it's more times than not, they got time today. So watch this. I'm glad you said that. So. We ride into the neighborhood uh, on these BMX bikes. It's nighttime. It's not super late, but it's nighttime. Let's call it eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. On the way in, flip this. So a friend of mine that lives in the Biltmore name is Cheryl. Her husband's name is Ira. Um, Ira, they, they're very wealthy people. They both have Rolls Royces. And uh, Ira's Rolls Royce is very interesting color combination. It's metallic blue and gold. So I saw Ira's car as I'm riding bikes into the, uh, to the Biltmore and I waved to him and just kept riding, got inside and, uh, police officer sitting there just rode right past him. Cause I'm assuming I'm not doing anything wrong, not harming anybody. And we didn't stop. We just rode. So it's like a circle. So you just ride around, um, rode around. It's about two mile, a two mile lap. Um, pointed out the house that I was looking at and we're just talking and riding and then rode back out. Now we're about um, three quarters of the way through. And then I see that same police officer ride. Now he's driving. He drives the opposite direction of where I'm coming. So I came in an entrance 
and it takes you into a circle and it lets you back out at the same entrance, right? So I'm about three quarters of the way through the circle going around and he's driving the opposite direction. So he, we kind of crisscrossed, right? And he said, uh, you guys need to make your way to the front. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's not right. And I thought to myself, who would I be if I did not step up in this moment? Expound. Would I be a coward? Would I be a person who's allowed my fear of this officer to um, cause me to tuck my tail and run? Or can I stand on the accomplishments of my life? Can I stand and say to this man, I, I belong here. I'm, I'm actively working with business partners in this neighborhood. I'm welcome at any number of these homes after so, so long. And in fact, I'm engaged in the process of purchasing one of these homes myself. The sad truth is if your name was Grayson and not Ramses. No, you probably don't need to stand up in this moment for what? <laughs> Just ride the back, the bike yeah, back out and yeah, come home. And what are home. we talking about? This so, is not the take a stance moment. So the ride the bike night. Yeah, you're, you're not. No. So this is this is what, absolutely this not. Is what my friend who was riding with me was trying to say. But here's the thing. It's incredibly embarrassing and incredibly dehumanizing when you've talked. And you've painted this picture and you have this exciting thing on the frontier of your life and you're trying to share it with somebody, show, you know, whatever. And then someone who does, doesn't know anything about you other than you're riding a bike at night and you have an Afro. I have an Afro for folks that can't see me. Um, is using their modicum of authority in that moment to um, expel you from this neighborhood. It's a fluent neighborhood. So I took it upon myself to introduce myself to this officer. So I went back to the front where I saw the officer um, initially. And I, and I sat there and I waited. And eventually the officer rode back around and I waved to the officer. This is my way of saying, hey, um, Come, come talk to me. It's, we, we should probably know each other. I know. And I said this when the officer pulled back around. Um, because I know the other officers here, I'm bringing my children here and I don't want any sort of prejudices to work their way into your decisions as you patrol this neighborhood. This is what I was thinking in that moment. I know this is dangerous. I do not recommend this to anyone else, but listen to me pointing out you don't want these prejudices. <laughs> to make their way into the decision-making processes of said officers not only increases the chances that they will, but even causes some of them in order to prove to you that they don't have such prejudices to become more confrontational with you. Mm. So, so if his name was Grayson and not Ramses, man, you can go see their house tomorrow in the daytime <laughs> when the cops that you know 
will be patrolling the neighborhood. For those that don't know, it'll be a way safer time for you. For those that don't know, Grayson is the name of of Q's son. So we raise our, we tell our children, <laughs> uh, do as I say, not as I do. Listen, I come home <laughs> to your dad, son. Well, to continue, um, I stayed still, waited for the officer to loop back around because I knew he would. And then my friend, she was on her bike and she just kind of parked off to the side. And I had a little rubber band thing around my phone that was playing music. So I tried to turn the music off as the officer was pulling up. And then I realized that probably looks suspicious. These are things that may not go through other people's head, but I was like, that probably looks suspicious. Let me just turn the volume down and keep both hands on the handlebars. So he doesn't think I'm, you know, even though he got all them bright lights on me. Okay. Um, so he hops out of his car. And the first thing he says is, Hey, this is a private property. Um, so you guys can't be here. And so I said, well, sir, I want you to know that I know a couple of your colleagues that work at your same precinct. I mentioned Suzanne, I mentioned David. Um, I mentioned my business partners. I mentioned that I'm here all the time. And in fact, I'm uh, putting an offer on one of the houses here. And he says, well, that doesn't matter. This is private property. So he tried to double down on that. So I says, well, if this is private property and you're a public servant, then are you being paid to be here and indeed off-duty? Or is this indeed public property? And he says, well, that's not the reason that I pulled you over. I waited for you. But he says this. He says, the reason I pulled you over is because your bike doesn't have a headlight. So if his name was Grayson <laughs> and not Ramses, he's not sitting there being told why he was pulled over when indeed he wasn't because he just went home and came back tomorrow in the daytime when the officers that he know would be present and it would be way less dangerous and way less likely that something stupid would happen. But his name is not Grayson. His name is Ramses. And the story continues. So uh, the officer, um, I, I, I took the, the same rubber band that was holding my phone, listening to music, and I turned the light on my phone. I was like, okay, there you go. And he's like, huh, give me your ID. I was like, okay. Took my ID out. I gave it to him. And while he's looking at my ID, my ID's a little beat up. So he had to discern like figure out what it said if so. his name was Grayson <laughs> and not Ramses this thing that he calls an ID because it's not that anymore it's just whatever material that it's made out of it's just that Plastic yeah, my ID is a little bit in paper or whatever it's just that it is no longer a suitable form of identification so it's terrible so watch this so my question is okay so if this is indeed private property do you need a light to ride on private property or do you need a light to ride on public profit property? And he started to get frustrated because I'm catching him up in these stories and he kept trying to pivot and switch. This is private property. Oh, it's your light. Oh, well, if it's private property, you don't need a light, you know, these sorts of things. 
And the fact is that I wanted to introduce myself, and I did. I don't want you to know who I am because there's a very good chance I'm going to end up living in this house right here next to the person who's just running for attorney general, uh, Rodney Glassman, who's also a friend of mine, you know, and um, he's Republican, but he's always been kind to me. And uh, it's important that you know who I am and who my children are because we are going to be living here soon. And then he took my license and he came back and he said, all right, well, you're good. I said, no, I know. And then he asked me what I was doing for work. And I said, I do what I want. That's an <laughs> and awesome then, answer. Yeah. <laughs> you can Google me, dude. <laughs> and then uh, as I was riding away, I realized he never carded the lady that I was with at all. And that's what it's like to be black. So shout out to Officer Am. Said I'd say your name and I did. You know who else he didn't card? Grayson. Because <laughs> Grayson was at home with his dad, not looking for a police officer to have a confrontation with. 